Welcome to the Let's Win a Ball Game podcast. I'm John Sintes. This is my partner, Alex Rojas. We come together to form Let's Win a Ball Game because we seem to have lost the fact that you're trying to score runs to win a game. Um, that being proven by the amount of skeletons that I'm seeing online. So many skeletons. What is it? Halloween out here? Get a couple questions my friend yes we it is going to be a short and a quick one today we've both been extremely busy kudos to us um we have summer training going on things been going really well got some dope new stickers check that out Bing, right skull with a hat on pretty cool um summer training is going really well summer team college team going really well have ha- haven't had this many kids in our live event program on Saturdays for 10 to 12s in a while. I think we have on average like 12 kids uh, a session. So it's almost, you can only pack 14 in there and in, in the time frame. So 12 is might as well be 14. So super excited, ton of really good reviews there. Um, and, and also um, interesting thing happened last night too in advanced VP, one of our other programs had a drop in from NorCal. Uh, by the way, I'm just, we're going to have fun with this. Ready? Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. swing at 16, never had exit velo over 90. And I see the disconnection right away. So just complete barrel drag, like full on rip. Yeah. Like just good coil into the thing, but he just like can't hit 90. Okay. Yes. Right. But also not when he's on time. Right. Well, I mean, like, so like body. Yeah, uh, he's probably like five ten. Oh, okay. He does. My favorite part about this is the dad calls me. Hey, we just want to get some work in. Uh, can rent a cage? No, but we have this. This might help. Okay, cool. So he just does a drop in advanced BP, and the first thing the kid says to me is, "If you strike me out, I'll give you thirty. Put I'll do thirty push-ups. And I was like, "That's it." <laughs> and he goes, "Okay, fifty. I'm like. Look, if we're going to play for something, like, we're going to play for something. Push-ups is not uh, enough for me to get out of the water. <laughs> so, long story short. Uh, the hippo needs something that it, that's willing to get yeah, me out. Gotta, I need some kind of, like, idol. Like, a here, this is for you. This, In order to, to compete, you must give a gift, you know? That's uh, so anyway, uh, it was funny. We did what we do every time with our spin ball. We go 80, 85, 90, 95. And we got 12-year-olds on time for 95, making me giggle, right? And this guy's just, this kid and his dad are just watching these kids just, just not care. Just know that it's middle, adjust, be on time. Weird. Uh, exit velo PR, right? Distance PR, you know? Like, cause it's 95. I'm like, look, you, you can swing slower, but like, there's so much more fun when you swing fast and you do it on time, you do your thing, you know? And so, uh, he gets in there and just doesn't sniff 90 or 95 just, and you could just watch the change in the human, like just, oh shit. Oh fuck. And so, so, um, we go into a game and he does really well in the game. We put it back to like 85 and we get to 90 and then I jump in. And then, like, we're, they're picking up balls, and, like, he turns into a new kid again. He's just like, oh, dude, like, he's like, are you, uh, you know, are you are you good? And one of the other kids looks over him, and he goes, you don't know, you don't know what he can do? And they're like, he's like, no, I have no idea. 
They're like, all right, well, good luck. And so he goes, yeah, we're going to keep that bet. You strike me out, 50 push-ups. And the, and the kid looks next to him and he's like, good luck. Like, just 12-year-old. He's a 12-year-old to a 16-year-old. Good luck, bro. Good luck. <laughs> and so we get into advanced, and I blow the first one by him, right? Go change up next one, nowhere close. Go fastball up, blow it right by him. He walks out of the cage, looks at his dad, and he's like, I don't know what just happened. Were you, you at 60 feet, 6 inches? No, we were just, I was just, I was doing my normal, like, 70-mile-an-hour advanced PP from the front. So it's right. probably, it's probably 50 feet. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not even, but it, it's just a different, it's such an extreme angle for them, and there's such good spin on it. So it's like, he just has never seen anything like that. Yeah, you know? never seen a height probably of a release point anywhere near that. Yeah, so it was just it was just really funny to uh, watch him. And then afterwards, he he came up to me and he was just like, uh, "We're here for a week. Uh, can we do this again?" I go, "Yeah, Fridays." He's like, "You do this again on Fridays?" This is one of my other guys, but yeah, you can do it again. Who is on Friday? Uh, Rick, Ricky. Oh, it's Ricky or Jared, but. Ricky's a two-way left-handed pitcher and a swinger, and then Jared's just a catcher hitter. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's really valuable. So we had a uh, we actually had one of our softball coaches. She filled in one of our uh, one of our baseball guys. He had some with like his baby at the house, and so she asked me, and she was like, "What do I? What am I going to do with them?" Oh, well, I was like, "Oh, just mess with their timing all day," and she was like. Like, like, what do you mean? And I was just like, oh, just throw them fastballs and change-ups and front toss, just like you normally can, because, you know, she's like, I can't really throw. I'm like, that's fine. Like, just mess with them and front toss. And I could hear her, because I'm working with catchers for most of yesterday, and I'm over the back tunnel. I can hear her go, that was such a bad adjustment. You need to get it together. And I was like, let's go. I was like, she's ripping you. Yeah. And these are... These are our uh, almost high school guys. These are like our pretty good, like 11 to 13 year olds, 10 to 13 year olds. And you know, they're 20 feet away doing front toss. And she's like making these guys look pretty bad. And I'm like, man, and you guys wonder why hitting off the machine is hard for you. You guys can't even time up front toss, like figure it out. Let's go. It's good to beat your guys. I think that's a, a common theme that I have. I'd say that was the year 2023 so far. We're just trying to beat you guys. I'm just make yeah. you guys deal with it. Yeah, exactly. It was fun. We did. Uh, we split up into games right after that, and we had the whole. We had a uh, fourteen and two sixteens versus the twelves, and the twelves won. And then, like, you could see that the sixteens were upset because they were on like the twelve u hit tracks, and it's like the players are slower, the field's smaller. If you just hit it off the wall, it's a triple. Right. right. And they're like. They're like, that's not realistic. And I was like, oh, really? If you hit the ball off the wall, you're not standing on third base. If you go at Petco, if you hit it 385 to the right oh, center yeah. down, you're standing on third, dude. That's real. That's so true. It's, it's so, It actually is real. Uh, um, I've been watching a hell of a lot of college baseball. Yeah. I'm very fortunate that I've been able to do that while I do computer work. But. One of the things that I saw yesterday, and I'm going to talk about two games. Oh, well, I shouldn't say just yesterday. I want to talk about Oral Roberts for a second. First of all, uh, I believe they had, they were 32 and two, or 32 and three to end the year. That's how they ended their 
that's a pretty good way to end the last 35 games of your mm-hmm. season. Right? Have you ever been on a team that's that hot before? Oh, yeah. Like 30 wins? So I, I think I was on a team in college that I think we won like 15 or 16 in a row or something. Okay, so did you guys kind of figure out how to win a ball game in your own style when you do that? Yeah, that was the team I was telling you. The players were taking the coaches' signs off. They weren't <laughs> doing it. Yeah. I'm just not going to do what you just said. I respect yeah. it. I'm just not yeah. going to do it. And it was just all hidden well. That's all it was. That's so, great. like, he never great. even. That's great. So, uh, at, at some point, you have to just understand, like, oh, yeah, we can compete with anybody as long as we play our game. Right? right? So, what was your guys' game? If you could, like, think about it. Uh, I mean, those guys just hit. That's it. Just, okay. Yeah. They just. Yeah, they're just like bullpen. uh, No, no, no. We we had like you know in college D two, you got like five or six dogs, right? You know, but all all of the starters went. You know, I guess we we didn't do this really during the season, but um, I remember we all went like CG, like in the conference tournament and the playoffs. Yeah, like like all there were like three of us, and we all went through nine. And and I remember being like, oh, we're fresh. You know, we should we should win it. No, we didn't. We lost two in a row. Yeah, it's hard. It's so hard to win those games. It's still so hard. Um, so this is what I wanted to bring up about Oral Roberts. They had won 32, and maybe it was like 32 and 4, because I think they were 32 and 3, and then they lost their last game. So it was 32 and 4. So out of 36 games, they won 32. That's pretty, pretty good, especially against some of the – competition that they were playing in the regional and the super regionals like they had to beat some pretty good baseball teams yeah for sure um we gotta go on a there, there yeah, isn't like a, oh no you're fine no, uh, there isn't like uh from oh, what i see like florida i know how florida is going to beat you they're going to hit the ball over the fence and then they're going to throw fuzz right and you can see how oral was going to beat most of their teams was we're going to get on base, we're going to hit the ball in the gap, we're going to get base hits, and then we're going to let our defense work when we pitch. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's any styles that teams are known for, even, like, in a, in a high school sense. Like, for the most part, I feel like that's how you get really good at how you make players, is you decide that this is how we're going to play baseball, this is how we're going to develop our guys. And you actually create a practice plan around that. And I, I feel like when I watch games like Florida versus um, yesterday, who they play? I'm trying to think who they beat yesterday. TCU, right? I, I think they hit two home runs and they ended up winning the game with a one-run lead. And I think not a home run decided that, but it helped – put pressure on the other team early. And so it's like being able to dictate how you play the game and like being able to force the other team to play your game by doing it early, right? Like Florida first inning, they go Yahtzee. Like they're, they got some dude named Wyatt Langford. He's got like 23 bombs on the year, right? That dude's a threat. They got Josh Rivera, who's, I think he's got 21 bombs on the year. Then you got Jack Caglione, who's got 31. Those are their top four hitters. So it's like you got to get out of that first inning unscathed, and that's their style, right? That they're just, like since two thousand and eight, like they just 
hit a lot of home runs and they throw gas because I talked about that with you. They go to the College World Series every other year. So with that in mind, I know you have a style, right? You have your own personal style. Do you feel like that wears off on your guys? Uh, I think it can, you know, but uh, it's an interesting question because, like, what because uh, they got like two or three more weight loaded questions <laughs> no i know but it's it's an interesting question because because yes, of course is. of course i convince everybody to throw a cutter because it helps right. everything else right? right so there is that so yes of course and you're also seeing the thing that like every elite pitcher that you're seeing in the college world series they have cutters yeah like, a lot of these guys throw cutters yeah. Weird. Maybe they saw my video. Maybe <laughs> also weird. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, you know, I think that, uh, on the style part of it, you know, I could see how you could say that, right? But the goal would be, okay, so yes, I would say yes, but also the goal is still to show them all the available cards on the deck and then choose how they play the cards. I agree with that. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. And then there's also, you know, strategies of like only throwing breaking balls and what that does to your fastball and only throwing fastballs and what that does to your breaking ball. So there's almost a yin and a yang to each one. So watching a team like Wake Forest come out of fucking nowhere with like the, like, I, I didn't know Wake Forest was that good until last year like last season, just because there was a couple of highlights that came out, like on the College Baseball Network and like Wheels, where I was like, these guys can play ball. Okay. But then this year, they have a guy who's now the all-time home run leader for Wake Forest. I think he's in the top five for the ACC. And then you've got three of the best pitchers in the country. The best batting, or not the best batting average, one of the best offenses in the country. Mm-hmm. I was like, where did this style of baseball come from? You know, it's it back to what I talked about. I kind of have some inside information on that, too. Then I want you to give me your inside information, but it goes with the same idea. I think Wake Forest is in North Carolina, Salem, Winston, like North Carolina or something like that, right? Dude, that area of the country has some of the best recruiting classes right now. And so, like, whatever that style of baseball is, it's a really successful thing. It is indoor training. Boom! That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, because it rains like a mug over there. And it's mountains and reps, yeah, bro. like mad reps. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the new turf, um, like technology of like how it absorbs rain is probably going to do nothing but help them too, because a lot of their stuff gets banged from it. We have a, uh, we have a guest that wants to join here. It's perfect timing for this. Who is it? It's, you're gonna, you're gonna love it. It's our man Bradley Roberto. Oh, Roberto, what's up, Roberto? Here, let's let's get him in here. Oh, he's a black. Yo. There he is. Oh, the legend. What's up? What hey, up? so we were just going over um, College World Series stuff. Uh, we're on Wake Forest. What's okay. your take on how that region of the country keeps producing some of the best baseball players in the country? Like That's, the North Carolina area. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say, well, say the stats again. Well, this is what it was. Like, this year, I think that region of the country, if you count the Carolinas as one state, 
right? They had like eight teams or nine teams that were in the regionals. Just that, that area of the country alone, right? right? And so you're looking at what he said, it's gotta be indoor training, right? Because those kids, they're not all just coming to those places. They're also from that area. They're from those places, right? You don't get right. kids from Michigan to go to Wake right. Forest. You probably get a kid from Virginia or Maryland that's like in those local areas, right? Yeah. So do you, do you think, because you're from SoCal, so you got to play outdoors every day. SoCal. Forever, right? Yep. You never had to worry about yep. rain coming down onto the field and stuff like that. So like, what advantage does indoor training now? Yep. Like, even though you may not need it in SoCal, but always having the advantage of having it mm -hmm. versus having to go outside and do reps. Well, I think, like, now that, you know, obviously in college, I played on the East Coast, and then now with indie ball, I'm all over, and I'm bringing some people all over, right? What they, like, especially younger kids now, is that they actually have a period of actual development where not just developing skills, but they're developing their athleticism. They're in the gym sooner. You know what I mean? There's like a real off-season type thing, right? Obviously, indoor training, it's like they more, it's more focused on the development part. You know, you see now with high school and college kids that they are putting up like big league metrics, right? Kids are throwing 100, right? Kids are running six threes. They're six, kids are six, six, you know, moving like ninjas, you know what I mean? And stuff like has been insane. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So me being a kid from SoCal, especially a smaller guy, everyone kind of preached to me. It's like, oh, you just need to be a good hitter, right? You're never going to have the pop of a big leaguer or whatever. So just be a good hitter, be a good hitter, be a good hitter. You know, and as a kid, I didn't know any better, right? So I became a good hitter, right? I could put the barrel on the ball. I can face pitchers. I can do all that, right? But, you know, there was a period in my life where I actually spent developing, like, okay, let me get elite tools by the time I'm 18, right? For, and for me, it would be a speed thing, right? So obviously, I'm not tall, right? So say if I, like, my goal was to run a 6.5 and under by the time I'm 18, you know what I mean? Or whatever, like, you know, whatever it was. Now, like, now you, you, you stand out, right? You stand out in terms, of, it's in terms of, like, something measurable versus, okay, he's a good hitter. Oh, but he's playing in South Carolina. He's playing in SoCal. What is, what's really a good hitter, right? A 6.5, a 6.3 is a 6.3 anywhere. Throwing 95, throwing 95 is throwing 95 anywhere. Right, so that's how kids are getting picked up now, especially with affiliate ball. They, you got to have big league stuff to play in the big leagues. It's not like, oh, can you get this guy out? It's like, all right, let me throw you see you throw 95. All right, now let me see if you can get this guy out. Right, let me see you run that 65. Let me see you throw 95 from the outfield. Let me see you hit a ball 500 feet, 110, exit velo, right? And then now, okay, now we'll take that guy and see if you can make him a good baseball player, right? And kids are getting exposed to that type of training, maybe on the East Coast, wherever it is, just early on. They're getting functional movement by the time they're eight. You know what I mean? And they're doing that all the way up to their 18. You know what I mean? Max Clark, he said his, he, he, he said his, his most impressive thing wasn't the way he played baseball, where his numbers, he's like freaking front, front, you know, front loaded reverse yeah. lunge in 400 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, of course, he, that's why, of course, he's got big lease stuff, right? And then now he's actually a good hitter, too. So now makes him Dude, a high school prospect. Ever. I was wondering about um, what's the earliest age you would allow a kid into the weight room? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't that's, necessarily say wait. So that's what I said. Start but, athleticism by, by five, this three, is where I want to play devil's advocate. We all know right. that eventually okay. weight is okay. what helps you produce more performance, right? Wait, so resistance. let's say you right. already built the right. base. Let's say Birdo was his trainer when he was 10, right? 
at what age, let's see, had him do like yeah. push-ups and like run in and like his body was you you can go earlier in the weight room. Eight, you know, by the time he's able to like that's the ultimate, you know, like earlier. You more power. You have to yeah. move weight. Yeah. You just have yeah, to, uh, even if it's medicine absolutely. ball. But like yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, medicine ball, band, some kind of resistance, right? Anything weight. Like, can you do a good push up like ten times in a row right. without stopping? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hold, yeah. hold a lunge? Can you hold a push up position? Right? Can you? Can oh you control? God. Can you balance Dude, on one leg? You know, that, what I mean? can you balance on can you RDL? Leg, can you like, do a hip hinge, right? Can you balance yeah. on one leg for thirty seconds? Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time I was like, I was like, okay, there was some kid. I was trying to do like eye training with him, right? And he like so I was doing like, all right, close this eye, catch this ball, whatever, right? He couldn't oh. close one eye at a time, like without making like like like, like you know what I mean? Boom, boom. He couldn't use like he's like, you know, doing something like he couldn't physically just close yeah like that yeah. just close one eye you know what i mean okay well, this, you know probably yeah. there's probably something there and why you're missing balls like your swing's good but you're missing all the, something like that there's you know a little more coordination you need you know just things like that and they're of course mm-hmm. they're elite athletes that are mm-hmm. boom 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 kids you know so you know i have, I have a friend his name is richard matthews um ex-nfl guy met him in florida and i really like what he's doing with his kids and just because, like, so one, he homeschools them, right? Obviously, him, him and his wife did well with their money, so they're in a position to do stuff like this. And they're teaching them, one, how to work hard and work on a few things and teach them things, like how to train, how to do stuff, how to fun doing it, how to do household chores, how to, like, work on the yard, how to, like, fix cars, how to speak different languages. They're shooting, they're teaching them all these different things. And his oldest is, like, seven, right? His oldest is, like, seven, and he has them training every single day, yeah. and they love it. It's, like, playtime for them. You know, he has you know what I mean? Strength training stuff. Right. And then obviously they're doing the skill stuff too, hitting and obviously they're football. So yeah. you know, teaching them how to play every single position in football, right? They he's done some boxing and jiu training, just cut you know what I mean? So like it's like, like hey, we're yeah, gonna play soccer on Tuesday we'll go to the park and play basketball. Yeah. Wednesday we'll go play frisbee golf. Yeah. We'll go play we're gonna yeah, go play gym. Like, We're gonna go play weight training. Something. Like I mean, whatever. Like, they love it. They love it. Their kids. They. I've been around their kids. They. They kids. They. They love it. It's fun because I've gone to work out with him in Florida, and then I was like, man, these kids are gonna be nasty. One, obviously, they, they have natural athletic ability from their dad being an NFL guy, and then their mom. I think she was a Miami, uh, Miami Dolphins dancer, right? So, of course, they have they have genetic you know ability too, but like since. Like the, he has his two-year-old swinging a bat, just swinging, swinging, swinging. His two-year-old is watching his kid doing everything. You know, he's just playing around with them, moving around. And his their two his two-year-old son is more athletic than his seven-year-old son right now. And so it's like, these kids are gonna be beasts, man. And he knows exactly what he's doing. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. And it's and it's fun to see. It's fun to watch. Probably the the missing piece to like what what like a per- perfect facility would be would be kind of like that, where it's like. You have the ability to do that, but it's it's from a baseball sense. Like you have all these kids that are bought yep. in, and all these parents that have helped out to be like, hey, like they're just kind of down for like 30, 45 minutes. You pretty much got them. Like they're they're they get it, right? But it doesn't come from like, yeah. oh, we're gonna listen to everything. It's no, it just comes from make it play, but always do everything. Like yeah. play basketball. Go yep. play in the jungle gym. 
But if you're not moving and then trying to teach your kid how to maybe do something cool, like, hey, watch how I shoot this basketball yeah. one-handed. So then you can show them. It just teaches them how right. to learn, like how to yeah. move. That's yep. the number one thing that I yeah. see. It's not that kids aren't athletic. It feels like their their parents never like held their arm and like moved it like this to shoot the basketball instead of like, like yeah. they just always say, like, yeah. well, they just were like that. So I always just let them do that. It's like, well, well do they this. showed them right. and like never said, yeah. no, that's bad. It's that's just like, no, no, no. You do it like this, you just move right. it. Right, like, no, just watch this. Yeah. One thing I've seen Chase Darno because Chase Darno is really good with his kids too. Like he does a lot of he posts his kids a lot, and you know he's someone that I've become friends with. One I remember one video that I saw him doing was he took I think his oldest his oldest son Jagger right when he was like two years old right he, he put a little plastic bat in his hand and he like and like hold his arms and yeah. literally did the swinging yeah. motion just over and over for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like just hugging yes. him, he's just hugging him and just swinging and just. Ooh. Boom, just moving his legs around, just boom, just moving, just doing it over and over and over again. And the kid was laughing the whole time. He was, it was fun. It was probably tickling him, whatever. You know what I mean? It felt fun to him. You know what I mean? Laugh, and then he put a T on the bat, and his dad hit it for him. You know what I mean? Hit it for him. And then now it's just, now his, if you see his kid swing at freaking seven, I don't know how old he is right now, it's freaking money. And like he, he'll post videos of him playing wiffle ball. He's trying to trick his little seven year old out, you know? And then sometimes you get some, you'll fucking piece one off of him and so run the bases and he loves it. So that something that I figured out recently from coaching jujitsu, because that was it, which was like, if you mm -hmm. just kind of show them how to do it right and you just always correct them, but you never tell them that they did a bad job, yeah. they're going to be really good really fast. Because it's almost like you have to treat right. them like a puppy. You have to expect that they're going to have no idea what's going on until they're like eight years old. And then you can kind of error correct them a little bit. Yeah. But even then, it's still super sensitive. Yeah. Because, like, you don't want them to stop right. doing what made them good. Like, you want them to be good. still super, like, yeah. let's say this kid never missed the ball, ever. Even if he didn't hit it hard, but if he always touched it, that's a superpower at seven. Yeah. Like, if a seven-year-old never missed, I would be like, oh, my God, this kid's going to be the next Tony yeah. Quinn. Right. It's fucking dope. But right. If I start to error right. correct him and try to make him look like Tony Gwynn, then that ability may start to go away yeah. instead of just being like, hey, yep. uh, just like if he starts holding his hands here, I'll be like, no, 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 no. Remember when you had him up here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like try to remind him of what they did. Dude, I showed an eight-year-old a video of himself. Yeah. Like I was like, hey, have you ever seen yep. like, a video? And I like scrolled and I showed him. And he was looking at it, and then he made the adjustment. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't really, like, not all eight-year-olds are super talkative all the time, right? But watching him, like, I could see him absorb what he was doing. I was like, do you see that? And could you try to get your elbow to do that? And he was just kind of, like, nodding and nodding. And then watching mm -hmm. him do it, I was like, dude, these kids know a lot more than what we give them credit for in terms of movement. But they also have to have like an example. So the seven-year-old, it would be a perfect blend yeah. if you would have the perfectly bought in kids to work with like one stud 12-year-old and these are like eight-year-olds and then they're like, that's how you do it. And then those eight-year-olds would be like, oh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna try to do that. Oh, it happens all the time. It, hap it yeah. happens all the time at Cutter Nation when like, you know, with the group training, right? Some eight-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old might get paired up with a 14-year-old high schooler, right, instead, right? Or, like, you know, there's a stud high schooler, and now the kid gets to see it, right? Or, like, you know, when I had a 
the first, the best coach I had was the one that could show me how to do it. And he was a big leaguer, right? Damian Jackson, right? He was the best hitting coach I've ever had. And he was the first one to actually show me how to do the movements, right? And kind of actually said, like, tell me what I did wrong, but showed me how to do it right, right? But then um, it's awesome to see at Cutter, right? When you get those mix of age groups, it's like, it's, it's better for when I see a younger guy doing better than like an older guy, right? There's a stud 12 year old and we have the machine, right? Sometimes I say like, we'll put it on this. I'll, and I'll do it on purpose too. Like I know that this younger kid can hit and then like this older kid, like he's good, but not the best, right? Whatever. And I'll put it at the same exact speed and this yeah. 12 year old will be absolutely mashing it, right? It'll be absolutely mashing it. And then it gets the kid, it gets the older guy whoever, or whoever's not as good at that time to buy into a little more because they see what it actually like, what the right thing looks like, you know? And I kind of did the same thing with one of the big leaguers that came in. He was a twins guy, right? And I didn't, you know, at first, you know, we were just, you know, I was just kind of hanging out, letting him do his thing, whatever. And then finally I got to, I actually hit with him, right? And the machine the same exact speed, but then he saw me like actually like, boom, whack, catching the barrels. And he goes, and, and at this point, like I had a wrist thing and I hadn't taken a swing in a month, right? And then, and so he did his routine, whatever. We started hitting on the machine. And I was like, oh, I'll, let me hop in on the machine with you. And I just start first swing, just whack, 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 right. And then that's like when he saw me do that, that's when he started asking me questions. How to do this? Like, hey, what do you see in my swing? I was like, ah, let me actually tell you. Like, I've been seeing it for a little bit. I just needed the right time to tell you, you know? And then he bought it, that he bought in, and now he's doing really well. He loved it. You know what I mean? So it was great. John, yes. you've been off this fight. No, I just, you guys were going. I was just excited, <laughs> man. I was just sitting back enjoying that. Virtos, I haven't heard Virtos' yeah. brain in a minute, so it's always fun for. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been yeah. It's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm excited to hear about that too. So, yeah, but it's it's been um it's been yeah. really cool. You know, um we we have Virtos here too, so uh, I'll say this online, but officially we're expanding again. Um, we're moving to another spot, um, about a thousand feet away. We're going to add another hidden cage, which just adds so much. A thousand feet away. Yeah, literally, same complex. Yeah. Feet away. If you throw a ball uh, there, I'll give you a free yeah. membership. Yeah. <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no rolls. Yep, on the fly. It's a lot farther than it looks. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, I, you know, having another cage allows us to just really expand our training model even more and see how creative that we can be inside of this. You know, we just got the uh, auto feeder for the eye pitch. Still some kinks we got to work out on that, but you know, just been been doing, yeah. And it's a huge barrel feeder. It's a giant like plastic tube. Some things we got to work. Chicken looking thing. Yeah. yeah, right, right on. Yeah, um, you could snag a hat on our side, by the way, for them in the comments. People that are looking for hats, um, I think I think we're out. We might we have to put a hat order in. It's been a problem. Anyway, um, so so yeah, um, I agree. Berto and I have really just been trying to design the most creative and effective thing. And now that we have this eye pitch, like Berto, Advanced VP has been going wild. I told the story earlier that we had a drop in last night from NorCal because there's a big tournament down here today. And and uh, he'd never seen 95 at distance before. And he's got that Ken Griffey Jr. on him too, dude. Like gets yeah. super decoiled, but also gets nice. disconnected. Yeah. So just like Max Cohen and... Um, the other one, the righty, yeah. they, uh, Max wasn't there, yeah, Max Cohen and the other one, but they were just on time for 95, just 12 years old. Just, and like yeah. this kid yeah. and dad were no. just looking like, what is going on? I'm like, 
I'm like, they've been seeing it for like a month. <laughs> a month, they've just been seeing yeah. 95 yeah. at 60 yeah. feet. Not short toss, not 46. Big league, 95, 2,400 spin rate. Real they're thing. Like, oh. And they're like getting mad. Just missed it. Or, oh, I cut. Like, you know, they're just, sense. they're totally locked <laughs> Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. It's just like, uh, there's a, a very good, I think he's in fifth grade. Now he's going to be in sixth grade. Yes, Bro, he rolls with all, he comes to the open mat and he'll roll with the purple belts and the black belts and the brown belts. He just started doing that. But like, you just think about, oh, dude, over the course of time, that dude's going to be so exposed to adults for like the longest time. Like, that's a part of what I've been telling parents. It's like, you don't want your kid to swing a drop three and be surprised by how heavy it is. Whenever they ask me, why are they swinging a heavy bat? I'm like, do you know how much their bat's going to change from Little League? And every time I'm like, in three years, his bat's yeah. going to go from that drop 10 to seven ounces heavier at minimum. And he's like, what? And so that all the time was a huge shock. And so getting them to experience that. And also, guess what, guys? You also could have just 15-year-old peers that throw 85. Like, that's the thing. There's just 15-year-olds that play in your league that just throw 85. So if you've never seen that, dude, that's probably scary. Yeah, so, it's, it's starting to happen, too, for um, uh, in, in the States a little bit, too. They're, they're oh, yeah. starting to put uh, Velo on the screen. Uh, we, we work with Alex Harrington a little bit, and he's. I just saw a video the other day. They put it on there, and we got 15-year-olds throwing 88. I was just going like, wow, this is, uh, you know, granted, we – we six five, like okay, we should be throwing eighty eight at six five, fifteen year old, you know. You're not but throwing eighty eight at six five, oh, like, dude, bro. The lever system. Brains, but you know? to to continue with what you guys are both saying, because you guys both do it. Um, did you see that video that Coach Ferber posted of like the Babe Ruth guys, like the old school, like these guys are just swinging for BP, right? They don't have metrics and stuff like that. Yeah, that's good. But it's also good to know how hard you do hit the ball and how hard this guy is throwing to understand mm -hmm. where you stack up. Yeah. Because the hierarchy is a real thing. Yep. And if you can get the 12-year-old accustomed mm -hmm. to the true hierarchy, he doesn't need to face Jacob DeGrom. But if he just knows what that fastball looks like, that's a huge step in the right direction. Because there's a big difference. Yep. I've been doing jujitsu for five years, uh, probably longer than that because I did a little bit as a kid, like a very small amount. There's a huge difference between a black belt and somebody that's your peer, right? And knowing that, I think, is a huge advantage because let's say you are a 22-year-old that plays in the big leagues. There's guys that have been there for 12 years that are going to be your peer, and he doesn't give a shit about where you're from, who you yeah. trained with. Because he's been an all-star eight times, and his name's Max Scherzer, and he's angry because his neck hurts. Mm -hmm. And he's out there, probably a couple Tylenol, a couple Benadryl, right? He's just like, all right, I'm going to throw fuzz down your throat. But again, that's the reality of the game. You can make that happen now. Like, you can't. So, like, two Coach Ferber's like, see how guys are doing it without it? But it's like, guess what? We can do that. Like, I can show a kid what yeah. you know like like you said i could show a 12 year old like what a big league fastball is and he can train at that and then go to college like with six years of it six years of training like a college baseball player and then go to freaking college like what a stud that kid's gonna be right like holy shit 
that's mm -hmm. just a beautiful thing you guys are doing for this kid and he doesn't realize it yet but when he's 18 and he sees yeah. 95 he's gonna be like that that's 95 okay yeah. that's what it? else you got you got a <laughs> you got a slider yeah. what else you got bro yeah yeah so that's cool that you guys enjoy that yeah. man oh no no it's funny it's funny even for me too it's like now that like okay i'm, I'm back healthy i'm back in the indie ball world now so it's like and with all the training i did this off season right i always compare the pitchers to like especially <laughs> the righties like is he better than john Sintes, right and if he's not and if he's not he's trash there's a standard there's <laughs> a hippo standard or not like, like there's, a, there's, there's a standard right right okay then maybe he's maybe he's better than john or is he better than taylor ahern okay no you know what i mean so it's just like it makes it makes it so easy for me. It's like, all right, this guy, this guy stuff sucks. You know what I mean? This, you know, it, it's just it just giving me a lot of confidence that like, okay, John's a better pitcher than all these guys, right? And I, you know, and then it just I see it easier. It's just it, it's made the game a lot easier and giving me a lot more confidence yeah, playing against these guys for sure. Yeah, even the guys you don't know, don't know Umberto for sure, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, a little a high. Yeah. I think we'd have to. I think we should. Uh, well, I could, but what velo am I? throwing at because we never even know when we're like at 46 or 50 because the hit tracks has given us when it's crossing the plate not none of that for right. me it'd be interesting to know because like obviously right. the conversion is the conversion but now that we have the spin ball like i could literally throw one and then we could right after fire one at 95 and be like well what do you think what what actually instead of this like weird can well that that converts to 95 you know what i mean well mm -hmm. why don't we actually see what you see yeah. you know because in video, right, right, in video we could, because it could is time it up. Concept that whole thing. Right, we could we could time it up from the moment it left the wheel to when it reached the catcher's net, right? And then we could do the exact same thing of me throwing it right. and going to the catcher's net. You need like, speed gates, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. You would just need. Well, to yeah, it's only like it's, it's just, just that it's, time it's, would it's, have to match. Right, but yeah, it's, it's just a time. The time from ball flight would have to be the same. It just reacts. There have to be increments of twenty feet and two inches. Right, right. Because if it's six, or wherever the release point is, I guess, and then three, three or four instances of that, so you can like see it. Yeah. Yeah, but I was, what I was saying is that the reaction time—that's the only thing that translates, right? Is the amount of reaction time, amount of time you have to react to the pitch, other than like okay, like obviously a ninety-five mile an hour fastball is going to have way more spin and, and it's going to be coming from a further, you know, spot depth perception, right. Than a 70 mile an hour fastball from 50 feet is going to have less spin and it's closer. Right. So there's just a, obviously like, yes, you have the same amount of reaction time, but seeing 95 from 60 is harder than seeing 70 from 50. It is, it, it, it is, it's harder. It's harder to square up because it's further Bro, you away. Just you see, you know everybody I mean? on the internet. Different. It's you, coming you in faster. Set everybody it, on the Everybody on the internet. It's harder. No. I'm sure harder. Yeah. Even though the reaction so, is yeah. exactly the same, it's harder. So like to go again with what you're saying, in order to learn how to hit the hippo, right, you first must go over the line of like, okay, let's say he only throws right. 88. I need to be able to hit 98 because when he's throwing a ball that's spinning yeah. so tight, like that thing's just gonna snap out of the middle of nowhere. So yep. that's where reaction time comes in. Right. It's not even always about velo. It's like, can you react to that right. thing just changing direction? Because that's a thing. That's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna speak for John, but I'll definitely understand. Like he spins the ball really, really, really well. So if he's spinning it mm -hmm. tight, it probably looks like a bowling ball going down the a bowling alley lane, right? 
You just got to find when's it going to mm-hmm. break, right? But when he throws it at 84, yeah. good luck. Like, you have to find that. So if you don't know what spinning yeah. at 95 looks like, dude, you're not going to hit that slider at 84. I know that doesn't sound right, but I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Because mm-hmm. it's the reaction time of how that thing changes direction. Like right. that, that shit is uh... – Yeah, it's different. And then, okay, one interesting thing was that when, like, remember when the Atlantic League um, moved the mound back a foot, right, 61 and a half, they did that test run second half, right? It wasn't, so then I talked to all these hitters, right, and even the pitchers, too, it wasn't the fastballs that made a difference. It was the off curveballs, right? It wasn't, like, that extra foot of break is a lot compared to, like, okay, you you have to reach so much further as a pitcher, right, but your your angle is way different. Yeah. That's more time to break. All hitters not making Right. That was the harder part for both sides. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yep, that was the harder part. For sure. Yeah, that's the first thing I angles. thought of. I was like, so who would have thought that was a it. down angle guy, Berto? That would like completely ruin the whole thing. Like, I'd be like, ah, where the fuck yeah. is my wrist? Like, that's literally changing. Yeah, sure. Like, imagine, sure. like, just for all hitters out there, just put a curveball six inches up. It's like, which one would you rather hit? I'd rather hit this one, dude. So it, it's yeah. like 61 feet. That's That's a huge difference. I wouldn't say it raised the curveball a foot, but it probably raised it three John, or four inches. Yeah. yeah. John, you got to face this guy, Dirty McCurdy, that just commented about the Atlantic League. Uh, he's a big boy. My boy out here. Dude, anytime. He's a big boy. He's going to come out to San Diego soon, but he's a big-ass big yeah, lefty. You know, kind of hits me. I, I love a good challenge. You know. He welcomes all. <laughs> yeah, as you can see. Yeah, hey, guys, sure. this was good. Yeah. This was great. Perfect. This was, My dog's scratching the door, so some the door's about to come down, so we got to wrap it up. For yeah, sure. it's perfect. Perfect timing. i got to run, too. So, Well, Brad, thanks for jumping in. We'll set up another one and get caught up some more stuff from there. Uh, I always like listening to you, too. All three, all three of us really have some fun ideas um, together, mm-hmm. and we, we see the oh, oh, real quick, fun. Sure. that. John, wait for us, LSU. I'm going to LSU. I'm going to LSU. I'm going to LSU. I, like I mean, we we know we know yep, some Wake Forest good. guys, so I probably should should root for Wake Forest, but I, I feel like you know, Tommy you got Tommy Tanks. Wake Forest, LSU, man. I haven't been following. Number one versus ball, number two in the country. I don't know. Yeah, we're going yeah, number two. LSU, then. We're going number. Yeah, I'm an underdog LSU, guy. LSU. We got to go number two. I want Wake see. Forest to win. Yeah, I love go. their closer. I just want to see that guy come in and close yeah. the door. That guy looked awesome. He looks like he's 34 yeah. years old, too. I, I couldn't really see some bombs, man. John, would Hell you love yeah. to sign us Hell off? Sure. Yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Please like and subscribe if you have not done so so far. Um, follow all of us on here. Uh, this will be available on all major platforms. Uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, search Let's Win a Ball Game. Uh, it'll come right up. I think we're on episode 36, 37 now. So we've been cruising for a minute. So appreciate it. Love you guys. Uh, if you want to get struck out any moment, <laughs> come on down. <laughs> See you. Uh, uh, uh,